Welcome to the special edition of You Know What I Love? In celebration of June is Audiobook Month. Sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your beverage of choice, and come hang out with me and 30 of my friends this entire month as we cover the topic of what we love, audiobooks. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you don't want to miss this. So come on, join us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of You Know What I Love, where the focus this month is June is Audiobook Month. Today is June the 21st, and I gotta be honest, the previous 20 days have been absolutely fabulous with every single guest that has been on here. It has been such a delightful treat. I'm even more so delighted if that's proper grammar, please let me know afterwards. <laughs> I am beyond excited to introduce my next guest, though not a narrator, but she is firsthand in the trenches with the narrators. Ladies and gentlemen, the fantastic Jesse Bickford from Blackstone Audio. Jesse, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me and for that wonderful introduction. You're so sweet. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the primary focus on June is Audiobook Month and being the name of the show, you know what I love. What is it about audiobooks that just drew your heart to it and said, oh, I love that so much. I got to be a part of that. How did you get started in this business? Gosh, that's such a good question. So funnily enough, funnily, is that a word? We're going to pretend it's a word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I sort of stumbled into audiobooks. Um, Blackstone is located here in Southern Oregon in Ashland where I I moved to Ashland for college and after college I um, was just working some jobs here and there and a friend of mine had a um, got a job at Blackstone working in production. Um, I had been working for a river rafting company and the summer the season was ending and I needed another gig and she said oh Blackstone's hiring um, for the night crew you should you should come apply. So I went over there and I dropped off my resume. And as I was leaving, um, the production manager at the time came running out in the parking lot and was like, wait, 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 don't leave. <laughs> so I started pretty much immediately. And um, that was just putting, that was working in shipping or not in shipping, but in um, like packaging and production. So I was putting discs in sleeves and putting the sleeves in the boxes of the CD boxes and packaging them all up. And um, from there, I I really grew to love the um, atmosphere at Blackstone. My coworkers were all really fantastic. I loved what the company was doing. You know, my I grew up just being an avid reader. My mom's an English teacher. I um, my world has always sort of been books. And um, while I knew of audiobooks, like as a concept, I had rarely listened. I think I had listened to maybe one book previously on audio in audio and. Um, but I really just fell in love with it. And from that that job in production, I moved over to duplication for a little while. And I helped run all of the CD robots, that, the duplication robots. And then I was um, in charge of duplicating all of the cassette tapes when we still did cassette tapes. Um, and then luckily for me, from there, I got the opportunity to move into the audio proofing department. And I was in the audio proofing department for three or four years. And um, it was during that time that I really started to understand like the craft of audiobooks and how the 
the way in which narration impacts the way a story is being told. And I got really interested in, um, you know, I was really drawn to certain narrators because they were just incredible storytellers and bringing the books to life. And then after I was in the, I was an audio proofer for several years, a position opened in our studio department um, with Brian Barney, our executive director or executive producer rather. Um, and uh, he and I have been working together for the last 10 years. And um, it's, it's been just a really wonderful career path and i am just delighted lucky and feel lucky blessed all of those things all the time because this industry is just filled with the best people the best people live here and i am honored to be amongst um everybody so what fun and i 100 agree it is filled with the best people like every time i've met somebody either online or in person Every single person is just just fabulous in their own. Uh, I can't even find the right word to describe it, but you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned you had listened to one book prior to this. What was the name of that book? It was The Horse Whisperer. <laughs> nice. I I think that I it was in high school. I had some like book project as one does in, Eng in English class. You know, you pick a modern contemporary book, you do a book report, whatever it was. Right. And I, during that time, it was like, I had so much going on, so many extracurriculars that I just, i like, I literally didn't have time to sit and read the book. So I went to the library and they had it in audio. And so I was like, I guess I'll see what this is all about. Yeah. And um, I ended up listening to it like while I was doing other homework or while I was going to and from practice drama class or drama sure. club, whatever it was. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I can relate. I uh, Before I got into the world of audiobooks, my last full-time gig, if you will, and likewise leaving that what led to the door opening to the world of audiobooks, I was a district manager for a distribution company and was on the road a lot, or mm -hmm. you, you get a lot of windshield time as some of the, the drivers refer to it as. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go insane if it's going to remain quiet for hours on end. I got to have something. Yeah. So be it, you know, having the, um, the Bible and like small little snippets, or if it was a podcast, I was like, wait a minute audiobooks are a thing i should probably check into those yeah. and then i found oh uh, legacy of the force star wars in audio mm -hmm. to where they take place i want to say 30 years or 20 years after episode six so by this time luke is a grandmaster jedi he's married they've got a kid ben skywalker I listened to all nine books in that series and I fell in love. I was like, oh my gosh. And I just started eating it. I was like, what else can I listen to? Come on. Yeah. Give me more roots so I can be out here longer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got to finish the story. There's another turn I haven't taken yet. Right. It's a scenic <laughs> route this time. <laughs> Do you have a favorite genre of audiobooks you enjoy listening to? Oh, um, you know, it's so funny. I, I get that question fairly frequently. And every time I say a genre, I'm like, wait, no, but this one, wait, no, but this one. Um, I think my favorite thing to listen to is probably, sorry, dogs in the background, um, okay. is probably fantasy, just because that's sort of what I gravitate to when I'm doing my own personal escapism. Apollo, be quiet. 
Um, and but I think my one another genre that I just I I really really love is um like short story collections and anthologies mm, um, some those of my are fun. favorite stuff to cast just because um i forget who said it i don't want to i don't want to misattribute this idea but um someone recently said to me um short story collections are sort of like a box of chocolates and i oh, love yeah. that um, because you know everyone is just this perfect little dessert of a story and you get the whole arc of the thing within you know what 30 pages 20 pages 10 pages five pages whatever it is so um i being able to witness an author's care with their craft in a short story and then a narrator taking that tiny little gem and just you know putting a final layer of polish on it with their acting with their um vocal stylings um is just right. it's a really wonderful um it's it's I, I love it because you get the whole collections it, they're great i love that phrase it's like a box of chocolates for the anthologies yeah. and short story collections i think it was jennifer jillariah who said that but if i'm wrong i'm so sorry to whoever did say it. <laughs> <laughs> no worries no worries so is there a genre you haven't gotten into yet that you'd like to one day you know um for my own personal reading preference and as far as audiobooks go um nonfiction. i have such a hard time like sitting with a nonfiction title whether it be history whether it be self-help whether it be science-based whatever it is it's I have a really hard time with a lack of storyline. <laughs> and so, um, but there are so many amazing nonfiction books that, you know, right. regardless of the subgenre that they live in, um, that I'm really trying this year to um, incorporate at least one or two nonfiction titles into my lexicon every month. Um, so those are the ones that are always a little bit more of a, like, it feels a little bit more like homework. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And based on my personal experience it takes almost like the next level of narrating to make the nonfiction engaging and interesting absolutely. Um, absolutely it's almost like the perfect hybrid for voice actors you have audiobooks and you have commercial work blended into one mm -hmm. and it, from what i've done you almost have to maintain that sense of conversation you have to maintain that sense of just, you know, casual and, hey, you know, like you're talking to a friend more exactly. so than you're giving like, you know, a business, you know, dissertation or you're doing like a corporate presentation. It's like, absolutely. hey, I found out this cool bit of information. Let me tell you about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a delicate art, too, because then you know, you can run the risk of starting to sound like a little condescending or right. too informal when you know it's it's yeah it's an interesting it's a very very particular skill set that um it takes you know time to build up just like any other sort of um narration muscle um i think sometimes folks coming into the game think oh i'll you know i'll start nonfiction. that must be easier because there's not character voices there isn't like a plot to hold in your head but that's not really true. It doesn't no. have those things, but it has its own <laughs> sort of, like its own set of um, hurdles. So yeah, right. Definitely. That is exactly right. All right, that is all I have for my questions. So now we're going to move on to the game of utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. Folks, if this is the first day you're tuning in to the show and listening to, you know what I love with 
the highlight on June is Audiobook Month. What I've done is every guest this month, I have presented them with two cards from the game of Utter Nonsense, which is the focus on voices and accents. So similar concept to like games, uh, games, <laughs> cards against humanity or apples to apples. You have one subject card and then various um, other cards that supplement that subject. So, Jesse, I'm going to hold up an accent card, and then I'm going to read for you the phrase card. Which do you want first? Um, The accent card. <laughs> Your accent is as follows. Out of breath. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and your phrase is, hand me that bowl. It's time for your haircut. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just, I read the line with the with the, with the um with the inflection is that yeah. is that the game here okay um, that's it hand me that bowl it's time for your haircut that's the line that's the line okay hang on just like you finished running the boston marathon you're out of breath <laughs> hand me the that bowl it's it's time for your haircut <laughs> <laughs> yes almost like the mom chasing the toddler around the kitchen with a bowl and a pair of scissors Oh, that sounds so dangerous, but oh. yes. <laughs> I was a size 14 rubber made when I was growing up. <laughs> no, only kidding. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So this will be now your opportunity for marketing. So folks, if you're listening in and you want to pick Jesse's brain as far as where to go for good quality audiobooks and ask for her personal recommendation, Jesse, where can they find you on social media? You know, I'm I have an Instagram account that I'm not very active on. Um, I so Facebook is sort of where I live in social media land. Um, I'm on there. I'm Jesse Bickford Coghill um, under my married name, and um, I'm happy to meet new folks. And um, I offer coaching these days. So if you're interested in grabbing a session or just you know talking about audiobooks, feel free to hit me up. I'd be happy to um, you know be friends and. Um, meet more people in the industry fantastic and in case you didn't get a pen and paper in time to write all that down i will leave appropriate links for you in the show description along with a direct link to blackstone audio where you can find all of her handiwork that she's had her fingers in jesse thank you so much for being a part of the show i truly truly appreciate it oh thanks for having me james this has been really fun i'm looking forward to hearing more of the series Oh, yeah. And thanks to all of you who have tuned in and have listened uh, to this episode. And for those of you who have stuck with all previous days coming up to the 21st, uh, stick around because we have even more fantastic narrators coming up all the way to the very last day of June. It's going to be such a special treat. So until I talk to you next time, peace be with you. And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Stick around for tomorrow as I've got a new guest for you for June is Audiobook Month, right here on You Know What I Love? <laughs>